Hello and welcome to episode 280 of the Pesky Report, the newest and the truest episode. I'm your host, Hogdale, and with me is Brad. And we're back. We're, we're here for the misery. Typical weekday crew misery. It is indubitably that fucking time. How are you doing, Brad? I'm fucking miserable. Bro, so we're brought to you by Beyond the Monster. Yes, we uh, are. Yeah, so I'm fucking miserable. I fucking hate West Coast games, first of all, right? Yes. Like, you have it a little bit easier. You know, yeah. you're you're in, uh, where, where are you? The great Iowa. state of Iowa. <laughs> I was, I was going to say the city, you know, but I was just like, you're in Iowa. The city. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, you're, you're, you're an hour behind uh, where I am. I'm on the East Coast. So, like, you got it just a tad bit better than me or better than the people on the East Coast. So, I fucking hate these 940 games. Yeah. They and, it's, and it's like, you get either the 940 games, which are, you know, 640 their time, whatever. It's it's really whatever. I mean, with Oakland, they could start it at whatever fucking time because literally nobody gives a fuck about that team anymore. But and or or you get the fucking 337 games. Like, what the fuck is that shit? <laughs> it's, it's, dude, it's so stupid. Or like, yeah, for me, it's like 230. Like even like I I I feel really bad for you guys with the nine o'clock start times, nine thirty start times, eight thirty is already brutal enough here as it is. So it's like fuck me, like having to like stay up till one a.m. to watch the Red Sox lose two of three to the fucking Oakland Athletics, whose tagline as a franchise this year is literally "didn't ask." Like if that was if there was a tagline, it'd be "I didn't ask." Oh, but it gets fucking <laughs> better because whoever made the fucking schedules, like ah, we're gonna send them to Chicago perfectly fine after the all-star break then they're like we're gonna send him to oakland whatever fuck you and then it's like you know what we're gonna do just to fuck with them we're gonna have them come home right we're gonna have them come home they're gonna play the mets for a three-game series they're gonna have a fucking day off then they're gonna play the atlanta braves at in boston and then they're gonna have another day off and guess what we're going to make them fly all the way back out west to play San Francisco on a fucking Friday 10-15 game. What a bunch of fucking bullshit, man. Just garbage. Uh, and, yeah, just the, the schedule makers absolutely uh, despise the, the Boston Red Sox, which I cannot fathom, uh, you know, why. And it's just I'm just tired of this, man. Like, uh, this... Two out of three series, like you, the Red Sox lost a series to maybe the worst team of the last twenty years in the in this year's Oakland Athletics. You know, honestly, like I could have possibly gone this entire episode without even talking about this series. <laughs> it's literally just like one of those where it's like fucking, you know, ah, uh, you know, the weather is nice. Thanks for asking. The weather's uh, actually know. been shit, dude. Did you, uh, 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 did you see what I posted on my Facebook the other day? Oh god, I missed this. What did you say? Oh, bro. Uh I gotta pull it up. It's like the picture of Danny DeVito. It's like, <laughs> oh, I did see this. <laughs> it goes, no one, and then it's like my nutsack in a work in my work pants <laughs> during this heat, and it's yeah, literally Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito's like sweating, like dripping sweat. It's just terrible, man. Like fucking, this series was a fucking nightmare. Like you lose two of three. The most frustrating thing is that the bullpen was really good in all three games. Like the that's reinforcing our belief of like, Hey, if this is a really good bullpen, it's just like everyone else, please show the fuck up. So Jake's gives up three fucking runs and an inning and a third. And we lose that game. Yeah. And then there's nothing. The offense doesn't show up. Rafi was out for two of the three games and let's let, I mean, Go figure. He wasn't even a factor in any in the game. He wasn't. What do you go for? Oh, for fucking four. Yeah, oh for four. And like, he has the built excuse of like his calves, uh, you know, not working for him. And by the way, uh, in the notes that I made for this episode, like when discussing Rafi's calf, I just put Caffiel Devers. So I just thought that was very important to share. <laughs> Bro, I was so so. I was I was sitting here. I, I was at work yesterday, and I'm like, oh, so we're recording on Thursday. 
I'm sitting at work the you know the day of the 337 fucking game because why couldn't it be just 330 or 345 or whatever? Uh so I'm at work and I'm like, I typically will stay late at work. And I was just like, you know what? It's a fucking day game. I finally get to watch a fucking game this week and I'm gonna go home. So I leave at 3:30 and I come home. And I'm just like getting comfy and putting the game on and whatnot. Game on. Turn it on and fucking lo and behold, fucking Justin Turner hits a fucking two-rung dinger. And I'm like, sweet, this is gonna be fucking awesome. We got Bayo on the mound. Man, could I have not been any more wrong? Um, I gotta say, within this last week, Brian Bayo and James Paxson picked probably the worst times for them to have consecutive clunkers, like just at the same time. And like, you can't give Bayo too much hate because he's been so good for like the last two and a half months. He's been really good the entire season. You can't, you know, you're gonna have shit starts. It's gonna happen. You can't even give Paxton shit for having. No, he's been great too. Like fucking, I give these guys a pass, but it's just like, goddamn, it had to be like now. I. I I'm not going to lie. I had a feeling. I have a fucking Literally. feeling. I was just like, this is what's going to happen. This is my life. This like, I'm going life. to watch the Boston Red Sox fucking lose two out of three games to the fucking Oakland Athletics. And, like, you know, I, I see uh, a lot of downplay from uh, some random you know, Twitter accounts to people online. Like, hey, guys, the Atlanta Braves lost a series to this A's team. So, actually, it's okay that the Red Sox lost to them. But uh, no, no. First off, the Atlanta Braves, I don't know if you've seen their record like the entire rest of the year. Uh, they, they actually tend to beat the shit out of teams more often than not. Uh, the Boston Red Sox actually uh, haven't done that. They have a, a record, I believe, that is just at 500 when playing teams that are below 500. Meanwhile, they are six games above 500 when they're playing teams that are above 500. So this is a team that chronically plays down to its competition. Chronically. Um. I did not realize uh, the Orioles and the Rays are playing tonight. And the and the Orioles are in first place. Technically. I mean, yeah. if you want to go by percentage. They it's, haven't played the same amount of games yet. The Rays have been fucking on their bullshit. They've been uh they've been trolling while the Orioles have been ascending. So yeah, the be- last they've lost four in a row. We love to see it. Uh, I don't know, man. Like this Orioles team, like does this Orioles team fuck or what? They literally do. Can you imagine? Like my question, like if I had a, if I had the opportunity to ask any Orioles, like a simple question. Actually, let me let me rephrase that. If you had a chance to ask any Orioles a question about this season, who would you ask? Uh, if I'd ask any of them, if I can, I'd ask Cedric Mullins. He's a tender guy. He's been oh, okay. there for a while. Yeah, I'm going with a uh, Hicks. Oh, that'd be funny. That'd be a really <laughs> how funny is it that how does it feel that you went from the New York Yankees, who are the team that is expected every year to win the World Series and whatnot, and they're in last place, and you're with the fucking Baltimore Orioles, and by percentage you are in first place, and you get to grow beard. Also, very funny thing uh, about the Orioles. Someone put this stat out. Like, ever since Adley Rushman has been called up, they have not been swept in a series. That's fucking crazy. Adley Rushman, as a player, has yet to experience a sweep at the major league level. He has yet to be swept. That is insane. By the way, like, he looked, someone described him as, like, uh, the, you know, Buster Posey 2.0. He's the next-gen Buster Posey, and he pretty much is. Like, the instant impact that he has had for that Orioles franchise, like, as soon as he was called up, like just phenomenal player, such a phenomenal player. Who's our third baseman? What is it, Gunner? Gunner, Gunner, Gunner Henderson. And then don't they have a shortstop too? Uh, isn't it what Jorge Mateo? He's having a really good year, is he? He was like last time I checked, he could have fallen off for all the fuck I know. No, like there was. I think they had the Rutschman, they had Henderson, and then they had one other kid. I thought Mateo's fallen off. Well, the dude, uh. They have a prospect they've been hyping up, the number one prospect in baseball right now, I believe, Jackson Holiday. <laughs> okay. Mount Castle's been turning it around too. So I mean, it's yeah, man. Just... The Orioles have amazing vibes right now, and I'm very happy for their fan base, especially since because I poo-pooed all over their offseason because I hated it because they didn't, you know, support their young ascending core. But it turns out they didn't need to. 
Like they're a really good this season. They have a bunch of things to be excited about. They're like the the Toronto Blue Jays if they lived up to their potential. <laughs> yeah, the Baltimore Orioles are actually living the movie. Yeah, they are living the movie. But I got by the way, the the uh, the Blue Jays five game losing streak to put the the Red Sox firmly in a wild card spot is going to hit like crack cocaine. It is going to be phenomenal. Back on to things that we don't want to talk about. <laughs> you you like how I did that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, listen, man, like, uh, that being said, like, again, like, uh, you, the Red Sox, you lose two out of three to the Oakland Athletics. Been said already. Very bad team. You shouldn't be losing to teams this bad. It's okay, by the way, to say that it's unacceptable losses and it calls into question the seriousness of this team going forward that you're losing two of three to one of the worst teams of the modern era, debatably the worst team of the modern era. Like, again, like the Braves, yeah, they lost a series to them. The Braves win every other series. They don't play down to their competition consistently. The Red Sox do do that. They've been extremely prone to playing down to their competition, which is why this Mets scare series coming up scares the absolute shit out of me because the Mets have been absolutely fucking trolling the entire season. So the Red Sox are going to see that and they're going to be like, okay, how can we get on their level? How can we out troll this troll team? Yeah, I, I'm still in disbelief about the fucking Mets. Like how Awful. the fuck are you? You are 17 and a half games back. You're seven games back, uh, 17 and a half games back from the division. You're seven games back from a wild card spot. You're fucking six games under 500. You have a, you have a run differential of negative 11. Your expected win loss rate is 47 and 49. Uh, obviously, they have a, uh, uh, they're one game over 500 at home. 23 and 22. Like, like there's just been so unserious. Every, imagine, every free agent signing is flopped. All of them. <laughs> imagine Steve Cohen going, I spent $400 million and this is what you give me. See, the thing is he's going to spend $800 million next year. Cause he's going to get Otani. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> so, I'm so, I'm like in a dream and a dreamland or whatever. I would love to get Otani. Five hundred million dollars for one player, dude. I mean, as long I mean, as he doesn't get hurt. I mean, granted, it's technically two yeah. if you get a DH and a fucking pitcher. But it's like, fuck, dude. Like, I, I'd love him. I would fucking love that. I've been banging the table for this ever since I saw someone mention it. Like, to me, like, why wouldn't the Baltimore Orioles Orioles trade for Shohei Otani right now? Who are they paying? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Every one of their great I'm, players I'm is not gonna, a child. <laughs> so a buddy of mine and I, we were actually talking about going to Camden. And um, so he, I was like, dude, uh, I work with a dude. So we're like sitting there talking about it. And I was like, look up prices for tickets. And he's like, dude, $14. That's it? Yeah, $14 for like uh, some like uh, bleacher seats up. Up in the stadium, even, or whatever. even a nosebleed seat behind home plate. Seat. Guess how much behind home plate would be like second, um, which we'll call it not the first row, but like the second, um, $600. How much is it? $61. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong spot. Fucking, you're like, you're like way up in the bleachers behind home plate. No, right? oh, really? It's like, it's so, like, what is it? The first section behind home plate. The second section, uh, the section. Dude, why is that... everyone not going to Baltimore Orioles games? It's such a young, fun team, and like sh- t- tickets for that seat uh, cheap, dude. I've been, uh, I, I'm thinking too much like the Fenway and Chicago prices because the Chicago prices were outrageous. Looking for the game, I just went to. <laughs> yeah, it's probably because they had the fucking Red Sox there. It, it definitely, hundred yeah, percent so, is. Like if you if you probably went to a. Uh, a Cubs game when like, I don't know, say the White Sox are there probably. Maybe it might be a little expensive too because it's Chicago, Chicago. Well, like twins or fucking the Royals or something like that. You're not spending that much money there. hundred percent. And the, uh, my, my fucking, I hate the fact that like most of the times you got to find these tickets now on a secondary market. I, I, like, yeah, I hate that I have to bend over and like pay these fucking fees to SeatGeek. Like, like, 
What do you mean, like, fucking, like, you know, the convenience fee? Suck my ass. Just let me pay for the fucking ticket, you dick. Lick the cheese off my fucking... Never mind. I hate these fees. And it's like... They're trying to regulate this shit again. They should. Like, they want to, like, they're trying to, like, make this thing a regulation or whatever. And I'm just like, it ain't never going to happen. It's like a new form of scalping. Like, why can't I go to a fucking game and just, like, like have you noticed, like, there's no more hard tickets? Oh, yeah, they don't exist. No. What in the fuck was that? That was, I believe, my little sister's dog, Daisy. She's oh, very upset. Man. <laughs> But yeah, man, like, uh, on the, like, the Red Sox thing, though, like, you mentioned, like, Otani, and, like, it just doesn't really make sense for the Red Sox to trade for him right now, as much as I really want them to do it, because Otani, like, is the first, like, big, uh, it's, like, the big investment in the all-in push, which this Red Sox team, you just simply should not do, it's dumb. It'd be, it'd be dumb to push all-in on this team. This is a team that's really fun, and has the potential with the, st- the pitching staff and bullpen that it has, if it gets healthy at the right time to make some noise. But like in terms of like a bona fide blue blood contender, like we know like by the end of the year, like the Astros are going to be early. Like even like the, the higher end teams, like the Rangers, like do you really expect like this Red Sox team to be able to like compete at this level with like the inconsistency that they've shown this year? Like fucking, it's what I said like uh, last year and the year before that. It's like, listen, man, like I definitely could see them making moves where they do like the half buy, half sell, like subtle improving moves that will help you in the years going forward. But in terms of like a big all in push, like this just ain't the team to do it for. Like, I absolutely saw not. I saw something today that fucking made me cringe so bad. Was that somebody had mentioned Dallas Keuchel? Because he's like, a, he's got like an opt out thing, right? Yeah. And, and this thing's like, like Dallas Keuchel in the AL East, bro. I don't know about that. <laughs> Give me Dallas Keuchel from fucking like four years ago, five years ago. Uh, maybe I, I have like um, White Sox Dallas Keuchel too firmly put in my head. I'm going to check his numbers right now. I mean, he's been. Because <sighs> like he hasn't, even, he hasn't pitched, right? He's in the minor leagues, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I mean, who, who do you, who do you, it sounds like something that Bloom would do. Is it not? Well, because it's low risk, you know, high reward. You're not really, you don't lose it. I mean, he spent 10 million it. on Kluber and Kluber has been, I, I'm sorry, dude. That was a, that was terrible. It's a disaster. Like, and like, hey, uh, maybe he actually was hurt and that wasn't a phantom I stint and he, he'll come back and look like not like the worst pitcher on planet earth. Like Richard Blyer turns out he was actually hurt. Like his first appearance back, he looks decent. So, like, there is hope for that, but, like, obviously from what we've seen from Cooper so far, it's been a complete and, ab, you know, abject fucking disaster. And it just rubs salt the wood for what Nate has done in Texas, even though, like, the reason Nate isn't here is more his fault than Heim's fault. <laughs> like, I hate, I hate that whole fucking... I keep trying to find the whole story behind that and whatnot. Like, we know the story, we know what happened but I can't find anything. And everybody's like, where's your proof? And it's like, fuck, I can't give it to you. Well, it's just the timetable. Just like when shit was happening, it just makes sense. Like uh, from old verified Red Sox reporters, like the, the number, the offer that the Red Sox gave Evaldi was better than anyone had given him on the open market. And it was better than the, the deal that the Rangers gave him. And he's like, yeah. nah, I want to test the market, which is his right to do as a free agent. Right. I mean, like it's totally his. But it was his agent who was like, no, 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 no. Misjudged fuck, it. Don't fuck with the Red Sox. We're going to get you more money. We're going to get you more years. And he got the same years. He's just got a little less money. I mean, if the Red Sox are going to offer you 19 and change for a qualifying offer, they're going to they're going to have to like try to give you an offer where it's like at least close to uh, what he got with the Rangers. And you'd have to think like there was, there was rumors that he fucking, uh, he had just bought a house in Boston or in the area. Yeah, man, hundred percent. It seemed like he wanted to stay here and Nate's had a really good year. I know some people have been citing his velocity to rough off Sapphire's making her presence known. <laughs> but like, yeah, uh, he's had a good year. I mean, I believe in him as a playoff performer as well. 
got a lot, lot of love for Nate, but like, again, if he wanted to be here, like truly wanted to be here, he would have been here. The offer was not bad at all. It was better than any other offer that was on the table. No. Also, another thing, like people talking about like JD, JD's fucking awesome. I'm sorry. I, I don't JD. blame I don't blame it. Nope. <laughs> no, I don't either. He had a terrible year last year, but then you get the people that are like, well, he was an all-star. Yeah, but he only hit 16 fucking home runs. He can't play the field. And that's what fucking that's not Bloom who wants that. I mean, it is Bloom who wants that, but Cora wanted that. Like, yeah, when when you're JD Martinez, like you're in your late 30s, your mid to late 30s, and you have a, a sudden power drop-off. I I'm not gonna blame a team for wanting to move on, man. Like, especially like when they're younger and, uh, you know, like either in around the same value options, like Masa Yoshida, that was a very good pickup. That was a very economical pickup. And uh, like that pickup, like justified, like I'm letting like, you know, Schwarber walk a few years back. Cause it's like, okay, this is, you know, I, I got that DH guy with a you know high on base percentage and, uh, you know, gives tough at bats. And that's one thing is like that for all the people who try to take away from like the job that Heim Bloom has done, and like in, in previous years past, it's like, you know, it doesn't seem like this team has a cohesive identity. What's he building towards the, this Red Sox team this year has an identity. This team has an identity and has a clear direction that it is building towards with its prospects and with the team that it's currently constructed. Did you, did you read the article that Tomasi posted? Uh, is it the one where he basically said he was wrong? Yeah. Which holy fucking shit, dude. He can see... If you can get Tomasi to see the vision and see what Heim Bloom is doing, there is literally nobody else, maybe Dan Shaughnessy, who cannot see that. Yeah, and Dan Shaughnessy, I'm not even convinced he doesn't see it. It's just like fucking like that's his bit. So like he just does that because it's just what he did. Dan Shaughnessy, this is what I do. <laughs> and like, listen, man, like fucking this team this year, uh, like their identity is we're going to fucking grind you down. We have tough at bats. Like we're not, we're not afraid to take a walk. We're, we're, we're going to grind you down except for the fucking second game of the A's tragedy. Absolute tragedy. That's the thing is like when the offense is going though, like they look so like unstoppable because like you're not going to catch them being overly aggressive. That's like part of like the adjustment, like Tristan Cassis, it really him in a microcosm is like what Heim wants the entire offense to be. It's like a dude who's like, insanely good plate discipline but knows when to be aggressive like you know at the pitches he needs to be like if you see a fucking meatball in the middle of the plate or you see a fastball fucking you know in the zone you attack that motherfucker attack it and then trust your advanced plate vision to you know to stay away from anything else i was listening to the game yesterday so like i i watched a couple innings and then like uh i started listening to it and uh, Lou was talking about like he's being more, like you said, aggressive. Yeah, and the numbers reflect it. A- instead of like trying to take the walks, you know, take the balls and whatnot. Because obviously, yeah, the the numbers are reflecting. And he's fucking, he's just been doing his thing, dude. I mean, in Chicago, he hit three home runs, you know, and and, and he hit three home runs in that series, and he hit one in each game. I mean, surely he played every game of the, the next series, right? Mm. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna get into this real quick. I'm not going to go on a long diatribe because I've done a long diatribe the last two weeks. We we could talk about it. You know my feelings on it. Like I get I get what you're saying, and I know he's not a fucking platoon. Excuse me. Do he treats him like he's Mitch Moreland? It severely bugs me. <laughs> but if you looked at I. I I remember you and I were talking about this and I pulled up his numbers for how many games he's played. And um, let me, the most games he had played mm-hmm. in a season, I think it was 120. That sounds about right. How many? Yeah, it was 120. And that was between uh, low A and high A. After that, he played 118 in Greenville. Yeah, and like I, I definitely see that argument, but at the same time, dude, Duran sat too. Like, 
Duran this year, I think people have underestimated just how good he's been this year. He's up to he an really 870 has. OPS. Yeah. 130 Durant. OPS plus. Like fucking if you're concerned, like uh like oh, you know, well, if he faces lefties, he'll get weak contact. You know who gets on base? Uh, better than almost anyone else on weak contact in the entire league is Jaron Duran. He's so fucking fast. Like, he really is. Like I, like the amount of the amount of talking that Merloni's been doing, like talking about um, Duran, is like incredible. Like last year, we would have been like, "Fuck this kid," you know. We were saying, "Send him to the fucking moon," you know. Send him to the fucking. Dude, sun. I said, "Trade him." I said, "Fucking, yeah. I don't want him on my team because like." Like that play from last year got so far under my skin. But that one, don't go ahead. I'm I'm shocked that uh, we didn't do that to Arroyo. Him, it was like excused a bit because it's like he's just not a right fielder. Like like he doesn't know how to play the outfield. They just kind of almost barely anything but a second baseman. Literally, and he's been like he's one of the dudes who's like somewhat on the chopping block this year because he just has hasn't been good enough. But like, listen, man. I haven't had this thorough a turnaround like from a player in a long nope. time, but I caught it early. Like Duran has been a complete 180 of the player that he was last year. Everything he did poorly last year, he does at least decently now. I still find the way he fucking runs hilarious. It is funny. <laughs> and he's like bow-legged. Have you do you watch that? Yeah. <laughs> he like he like takes like a a big turn around the bases, you know. So he keeps speed up, bro. And like, man, he's just he's he's hit a bajillion doubles again. He's so fucking fast, and he, he hasn't like been that? an elite fielder, but he's not been bad at all by any stretch. He's been pretty good. Like he's it's one of those things where he just needs to continue to learn how to read fly uh, fly balls properly. But like when you look at his advanced numbers, like his outfielder jump is like top one percent in the entire league. Because again, he's so fast. Like fucking even like even if he doesn't take the most optimal route to a ball, he usually gets there just because of his own athletic gifts. Right. And if he continues to improve, like on the track that he's improved this year, what's stopping him from being an elite center fielder defensively next season? Like the sky is the limit for this kid, man. Fucking I've been so thoroughly impressed with him. And like fucking I'll probably get a, a fucking Duran jersey like within the next year. I love this guy. Just play him, Alex. He's batting. He's patting three twelve. Like, dude, I'm glad he, he's not trying to hit for power. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I'm glad that someone got in his ear and was like, "Hey, man, uh, you play in Fenway Park. Just hit a bunch of doubles, man." <laughs> I mean, is is he really trying to hit for power? He's uh, how many games? He played 223 games last year. He only had 14 doubles. Which is like with his speed, it's just like it's because last year he was a why did I say two hundred twenty three? He played fifty eight games last year. There you go. Wow, that wow, That's I was what, looking at the that wrong crazy. column there. Yeah, two hundred two hundred twenty three games. <laughs> There's only a, I mean, they didn't get into the fucking thing. Is last year though he was not a good base runner. He was very timid on the very, base paths. Yeah. Like he didn't want to do anything there. This year, maniac, fucking you can you got to keep your eyes on this guy because you like. If you keep, take your eye off him for one second, like the base is his. Like he's taken second base in like the half a second you were looking at him. Maloney was talking about it. It's like if you're like five feet away from the field or out in the outfield, he's automatically on second. Dude, it's like it's almost unfair. Like fucking there's so many singles this year that he's turned into doubles. Like so I mean, he said uh, how many how many doubles he getting? 29 so far. Look, like, yeah, he leads the team. <laughs> Like uh, he, does he or does yeah, he pass? I believe I, he passed for Dugo. Uh, I don't believe that. Alex for Dugo, he was tied the other day. I know that I'm pretty sure he passed him. Shout out to just saying things. Oh, he did. Yeah, Verdugo's man, he's got 27. Holy dude, shit. it's insane. I'm telling you, man, uh, Verdugo has been on a bit of a cold streak lately, which is a bit concerning, but like, I, I, I believe in him to figure it out. Like usually he has like a little, he's done it in less games too. Dude. It's I've been so thoroughly impressed with Jaron Duran, man. That's not, again, it's not a guy. He should be playing every day. Like it's just simply, he should be playing every day. Like if you're going to, 
I, I understand if you got to sit one of Duran or Cassis, like, you know, pre-trade deadline, because like, you got to move one of these guys out. Like I completely, you cannot sit both of them, dude. Not both. You, you know who sake. I want them to fucking sit. And it's not because he's bad or anything. It's just, I'm afraid. Like, I think they need to fucking figure a catcher out. Connor Wong playing He's played so every many single game. I, you... I, I think I think they literally I, I think they were talking about it yesterday. They were talking about how like he's played every in every game at least. He hasn't had a full day off since the doubleheader. Dude, um, he's, he's been a warrior. He's been great out there every day. He's been a trooper. And uh, it shows like just the need for a competent backup catcher, like even in Grease McGuire, where he is like less than you know competent at times. But he can at least fill the void adequately, like while Wong gets a nice needed day off. Yeah, but we have Alfaro, and we can't trust him <laughs> behind the plate. Dude, the fucking Brady's suggestion for getting Gary Sanchez like would have been the smartest thing that Jaime had ever done, honestly, because he is a competent backup catcher in this league. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> he was right. I mean, I hate saying that Brady's right, but yeah. Like, because uh, uh, everyone, like, overrates how bad Gary Sanchez's defense is. No, nah, man, he's a solid defensive catcher now. He really worked on his I game mean, in that aspect. If you want a fucking terrible defensive catcher, I mean, Jorge How far was on the team? He's is a, literally our catcher. Our he's not good. No. Like, he's not, and he's barely a good hitter. Like, fucking... <laughs> And, you know, that's why I was so I'm, upset. I'm raising week. my hand. I fucked up there. Like, and I, I guess, wanted him. I wanted him up. Um, I wanted fucking sticky fingers. You yeah. Know. I, if I would not be surprised at all, if like, you know, a, a backup catcher is one of the deadline moves, like for the Red Sox while McGuire's still hurt. Like they just need a body. You can't play Wong every day like this. Like just not in the modern era. Like you got to get no. these catchers days off. You know what upsets me, man? I didn't realize this until today. What? Ryan Sheriff cleared waivers and he elected free agency. Ah, that sucks. He's good enough, though, that I understand. He wants to play on a big league roster. It was a bummer they let him go, but, like, at the same time, like, the Red Sox just have so many lefties in their bullpen. That, like, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, I I, personally, I would have, like, you know, gotten rid of – a few other guys first, like a, a Justin Garza or, uh, you know, at the time, a Justin Garza. I don't even know if he's still on the team now, but fucking. Uh, he's he, he's in the minors. Yeah. There you go. It's like at the time it would have been Justin Garza. But like, like Joel, Joel, Jolie Rodriguez just came back. Ryan, uh, not Ryan, Chip, he, brain, holy shit, I'm stupid. Fucking Richard oh. Blyer just came okay. back. So like, okay. what are you going to do? <laughs> Gotta say, man, like, again, though, like, as I've, like, indicated earlier, like, the bullpen's been so impressive. Uh, Bernardino had another, another very good appearance, like, as an opener for uh, Nick Penvetta, the GOAT. The greatest pitcher who's ever lived. Right. Which 13 I, I, fucking strikeouts, dude. That's out a, of the bullpen. Yeah. Out of the, he's got the most strikeouts coming out of the bullpen, coming out of the bullpen for the Red Sox. Yeah, ever, ever, and uh, the, the this franchise has been around for uh, a long time. <laughs> we lost Taylor Scott. Oh, damn, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, he's not that good, but no, no, but we lost him to the Athletics. <laughs> well, fuck you guys too. <laughs> not a serious team. They are not. A, they are the definition of a unserious team. But yeah, Bernardino, like phenomenal pickup, probably the best scrappy pickup of the year. Like, and there's been a few really good ones because, like, he's been really good. Uh, man, again, and now as soon as I mentioned scrap heap pickups, my brain just stops working. Pablo Reyes is a really good scrap heap pickup, obviously, until he got he was, hurt. He was from the <laughs> Angels, right? I think so. Yeah, I think he was an Angel. Yeah, that sounds right. He was an Angel. He's been good. Like, what's with all these lefties out of the bullpen being surprisingly good? Because Chris Murphy, like, also another guy, pleasant surprise. I mean, I don't think I was. I'm not overly shocked about Murphy. I get that. I know his numbers in AAA report, but those numbers don't matter. Yeah, I'm, I'm not shocked about him. I'm not shocked about Walters. Um, yeah, it, 
Bernardino came from the uh, the Mariners. Hmm. <laughs> well, what do you know? He was DFA. He was DFA'd on the on April twelfth, and we picked him up on the sixteenth. They must have unlocked something in his uh, mechanics, like how the uh, the Dodgers did with fucking Ryan Brazier. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired of hearing about that. If, if one more him, fucking person says. Oh well, you know Brian uh, Brazier is doing fucking fantastic for the Dodgers. It's like, yeah, fuck him. Fuck he's, Ryan. He's Brazier. he's literally trolling. He's trying to pull a 2018 for the Dodgers. Literally. And then he's just gonna fucking suck asshole. I do want to say though, like with the Pavetta thing, is like I called this so unbelievably hard because like I've been saying this saying this all year. Inside Nick Pavetta, there are two wolves. There is barely a major league pitcher should probably be DFA'd and greatest pitcher of all time. <laughs> like he switches between the two and now he's in his greatest pitcher of all time phase. Let's I hope mean, he carries it for a few months. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Brady has been in love with Pavetta since the minute I met Brady. And he absolutely loves him. He was the guy that told me that Pavetta was born on Valentine's Day. Uh, I knew he was Canadian, but like <laughs> the fact that he's Canadian and a lover, um, you know, I talk shit about him. I don't want him as a starter. I mean, we're going to get him as a starter or like the bulk end guy some more. But see, I do. It's just like, yeah, there's something about like him with an opener that just makes him more comfy. But yeah, I, I like Pavetta, and like he's a dude like I trust a lot. Come playoff time, I know he's got the mentality for it. Uh, this Red Sox team, I think, could really surprise some people if they do make the playoffs, because like in a in a three game wild card set, especially like Bayo Paxton, like that's not an easy out, especially like when bare minimum you just need those guys to go five innings before you can turn to fucking you know Winkowski, Schreiber, Martin, Jansen. Yeah. By the way, Winkowski's back. Yeah, Schreiber's going to be back, too. Yeah, Schreiber's absolutely going to be back, like, within the next week. And how, I, didn't, I think Hauk is pitching. Hauk's pitching, throwing. too. Yep, he's throwing. The reinforcements uh, are on the way. Story. Story's going to be so huge, He's man. getting ready to start a rehab assignment, I believe, in Portland. Yep. Um, I believe that's Friday, did I see? I think so, yeah. I could I could be wrong. Whatever. So, don't, so Story's don't. probably, like, two weeks away, two and a half weeks away, something like that. Yeah. Which is like, man, the reinforcements are on the way. Like, and sales, sales not far behind. Just If he could just fucking stay healthy, man. He showed some yeah. such good flashes when he came back I'm earlier this sorry. year. I'm sorry. What the fuck even happened to him? Like, I, mean, I don't even... I don't know, man. It's just so... It was such a bummer because, like, we were seeing it. He looked like, you know, like 2018 vintage Chris Sale. Like, he looks really fucking good. And it's, like, just another injury. Like, this guy can't catch a goddamn break. <sighs> he exited. He's been out for a month so far. Right. Yep. He cannot return until mid to late August. Like, yeah. Like, hey, at least he can get built built back up for pl the playoff push. It's a bummer, how about, man. How about just fucking stay healthy, dude? It's such a... Like, yeah, like, Chris Sale is such a competitor. I'm sure it eats him alive that he can't stay healthy. I'm sure he wants to fucking stay healthy. It's just it's just the luck and how his body's built. Eat a fucking burger. <laughs> no, dude, he's just fucking... Uh, eat, the, eat the fat off of a fucking steak. Jesus Christ, dude. His, his, his metabolism's too powerful for, like, anything that we throw at him, man. Slow the <laughs> fuck down. Show that thyroid out. Yeah, man. Like, all these reinforcements on the way, and, like, again, with this shit series in mind, the Red Sox are only two and a half back of a wild card. Like, in terms of, like, situations that are dire, like the New York Yankees right now, uh, we are very much not that. Like, we have things to look forward to. We have players that are coming back, and we have key contributors who we can have faith in. I really, it, it, I think, honestly, like, is this a bad take? Like, as long as we fucking don't finish it last and the Yankees are at last, it's a good season. It, that would it's, it would definitely ease the sting. Would 100% ease the sting. Like, fucking, 
if uh like we don't at least we don't finish in last and we miss the playoffs by like a half a game or something. How much? What's their payroll like this year? I think we're like under a 200, lot. right? We're uh, under yeah. 200. We're under the tax right now, and the Yankees, I think, are like a few million over the tax. The one thing that's going to irritate me is when they get Bellinger. Yeah, that'd be annoying. I like that uh, the Yankee fans are deluding themselves into thinking they're going to get Otani. You're not. You're all bozos. <laughs> I'm at, listen, how fucked up would this be? Like, if. Like, say somebody, like, on the Orioles, or say Otani, fuck it, say Otani. Somebody tells Otani, hey, we're trading you, and you're going to the New York Yankees. And he just goes, nope. No. I don't even have facial hair, but no. No, he goes, nope. And they're like, well, we're going to do it anyways. And he's like, I retired. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, Paul Vladimir Guerrero Jr. What a legend. Oh, dude. Every time I see that Ken Griffey Jr. fucking thing. Oh, the clip. Like, yeah. yeah. Like that makes like, me so happy. If the Yankees were the last team on earth, I would retire. <laughs> he owned those fucking frauds. It's just, it's so sad that, like, we all want Otani so badly. And, like, uh, I think the Orioles would be, like, super smart for them to go after Otani. He is, Otani is such a giant or a Dodger. Like, he's one of those two. <laughs> I, I don't... I don't, he's not getting traded to them. No, N- neither of them would because they're like we can just get him in free agency. And I think Otani would be a, a, a maniac to sign an extension like before testing the market because like, how fucked up would it be if the Padres were just like six hundred million? <laughs> Insane man. They're they're their owners a maniac. Like, he doesn't give a single fuck. Your GM is sitting there with piles of fucking coke. Is like, sign Xander. Here, let ex- let's extend Machado. Here, yeah, that Xander contract I, is so have, bad. We have They have four fucking shortstops. Like, what do you need with four fucking shortstops? You aren't even playing your best one at shortstop. No. You're fucking bozos. <laughs> yeah, Xander Bogarts with that, you know, powerful 107 OPS plus. 11 more, are, are 10 you, more years of that, by the way. Are, are you upset? About losing Xander? Yeah. No, not not even a little. Even even though Kiki has been, been our shortstop for most of the season so far? Like, fucking, like, I, I'm really not. Like, it's whatever, man. If if the, the option is, like, fucking, you know, suffer through one season of Kike Hernandez playing shortstop or give Xander Bogarts 11, million, uh, you know, 11 years, $280 million, I'll take the one bad year of Kike at shortstop. <laughs> Kike's not here any any longer after this year. There's no He's way. not, man. He, he literally cannot be. There's no spot for him. Like, even, like, the um the platoon spot. That's Sadon Rafaela's spot. Sorry. Oh. <sighs> Which, by the way, he's not far away at all, and there's a real chance he could be playing for this team within the next month. Dude, I've been seeing shit, and I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing? That's like, the, he's just blowing it up in fucking AAA right now. That's the case for trading Duvall, like, on top of, like, getting uh, uh, fucking Duran more playing time, is, like, that opens a spot for Sadon Rafaela. He's right-handed. Like, he plays the outfield. He can play the infield. He can play anywhere. He, he's, the, he's the super utility you need. Dude. <laughs> You trade okay, so you trade Duvall. Who do you think we trade Duvall to? Like, what are we getting out of that? Uh, I feel like a Duvall trade. It's like it's going to be one of those things where it's like a, a need met for a need. Like it could be trade to like a nationally contender. It's like, hey, you guys got like an extra backup catcher we can use. Do you have like a back end right right handed uh, bullpen arm we can use? Like fucking like that. You know, you just have too many of. It's like one. Of those- I feel I feel like a dollback. Like a dollback's going to be a trade piece. Dude, he's so traded. Bobby is so unbelievably traded. <laughs> he spent the entire year so far. Like, okay, he's played a game here, a game there, but he's basically been in AAA all year. Well, yeah, because there's like, there's no spot for him. Like, like, dude, Tristan Cassis is here. Like, you don't have a spot. Like, we got to like. There's nowhere for him to play on this team. Like what? He's gonna go play third base? No, he's not. Rafael Devers is playing there when he's not playing third base. Fucking Justin Turner's playing there. He's gonna play second base? No, he's not. Again, like fucking, uh, like Justin Turner's playing there, or they'll have a uh, you know Kike or a Royal play there. Like no, like 
to, to me, like you, you have to trade Bobby at this deadline if you're going to move him. And like to me, like what? Why would you keep him? Like there's just not really a solid case for keeping him. Did the, you see he he started a triple play yesterday? Did he? Good for him, man. It was him, Sogard, and I forgot who the first baseman was. It, that's probably my favorite play. Yeah. Yeah, a triple play. How often do you see one? Oh, they're so rare. Like they only happen a few times a year. Yeah, man. Like fucking the Red Sox infield, or the just the Red Sox roster in general, very crowded right now. Yeah. Like there's not many spots for, for for guys. And like part of the reason I've been so happy about Nick York raising his prospect stock is like, yeah, that's a prime trade chip. Where's he playing? I I have a question for you. What's that? The ball, the ball's gone, right? Yep. We're we're already now. We have three left left-handed hitting uh, batter uh, outfielders. outfielders. Yep. What happens to Verdugo? Thing is, like, I don't. I really think they're keeping him, man. Like, fucking, I love Verdugo. I really don't want them to move him. I really, really don't want them unless it was like in a trade package for a bona fide superstar that you're going to like add to your core, say a Luis Robert. Like if you're going to do that, send a bunch of prospects with him to the White Sox to get Luis Robert. Fine. I can tolerate that because Lou Bob's a fucking stud. But like, man, I love Verdugo, man. I love him. The energy he brings to this team. And again, like you let Duvall, like you, know, you trade Duvall again, like to me, you just bring up Sadon Rafaela and like, just like he plugs in any holes in the lineup on whatever certain day you need. I I think, I think he's the odd man out. He might be, which is a bummer. Because I mean, like, Duran's raised his stock. They're yep. not trading Masataka. No, no reason to. There, I mean... Verdugo is sitting here saying that he wants to stay with the Red Sox. Which I believe him. He might take a team-friendly discount. He feels like one of those guys. Like, again, like, if uh, you get Verdugo at an Andrew Benatendi contract, do you hate that? Absolutely not. Like, yeah, to me, like, if you just, like, if that's the mold you're going for, I absolutely would not mind keeping him around. Do you see... Did you see the one where the guy was like, oh, he's going to command 25 to $30 million a yeah, year? Yeah, that was very funny. Like, if Verdugo is 27, like, uh, he'll be turning 20. What? When does he turn 28? He just turned 27 because he's born in May. So, like, he turned 28 next year. Like, it's not like this is a guy who's going to be commanding, like, a, you know, a super long contract. Like, could you get him on, like, a, a six or seven year deal? Like, even a five year. Like, could you get him there? Maybe. You don't know. Like if he's commanding too much money, like, and they need to move him because they, they can just make other improvements. I completely understand, but like, he's a guy I just really want the Red Sox to keep. I love his vibe. I think he's gone. That'd be such a bummer, man. Listen, it, you you'd have you have Casas, you have Devers, you have Myers coming up. You have Yoshida, you have Duran, and you have Verdugo. That's six out of your nine hitters. And most of those are going to be starters. I think Verdugo's out. If you, if like, honestly, if they aren't confident in like resigning him or whatever, like, man, again, like. Do you think that they're going to give a fuck that there's, that there's the, uh, the le- too many lefties? I think that I think for uh, at least Cora would care. He definitely is a guy that definitely does care about that. And uh, man, I'm just saying, man, like if you're, I've been saying this like for weeks now, if there is going to be an aggressive move to add a piece, that's going to be a core member of this team for the future. It'd be Luis Robert. Just saying how perfect a fit would he be on this team? He'd be good. You're pretty good. And the White Sox are delusional, so they want to win now. So you could ship Verdugo over to them. They give him an extension. Like fucking you, you ship out a bunch of prospects. Him you know, and keep... Benny on the same team again. <laughs> Absolute legends. Tandem together. I don't know. It's I don't think it's extremely realistic, but I don't know. I think it'd be very interesting. And uh 
um would be such a fun trade to have and uh you know just a cuban legend we need cubans on this team <laughs> how many games did benny play in 2020 he only played 14 games with benny yeah he wasn't here like they weren't on the same team together very long well benny got hurt in 20 he did. Yeah, he he missed a lot of that year. To me, it's crazy the White Sox with how miserly they are. Like they gave Andrew Benatendi of all players that contract. Such a fucking bizarre team. Well, we've talked about most of the important shit. Uh, I just want to throw a bit of trolling in because uh, I love doing this. Uh, at least we aren't the Yankees. <laughs> they just got swept by the fucking Angels. Carlos Rodon had a terrible start again, and he blew a kiss to a Yankee fan who was heckling him. We marked that under things we love to see 2023. No, he didn't. Did he really? No, he didn't see this. Oh, I mean, he blew a kiss to like Yankee fans who were heckling him at, at the Angel Stadium, like as he was walking off. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Oh, it's the best. Uh, the Yankees you know, like, are in shambles. Yeah, here's Carlos Rodon walking off the mound. <laughs> That's great. Like the New York Yankees this year are like the fucking Detroit Tigers when Aaron Judge isn't in the lineup. Like, it's insane. Like, they are so extre- extremely and utterly incompetent. I just feel ashamed. Like, your team stinks. Fucking, you're not getting Otani cope. <laughs> I love how they always think that they're getting the best. Oh, like, it was uh, first it was Correa, uh, then you know Seager, Machado. <laughs> I, they're all Yankees, man. There's gonna be they're gonna be Yankees, and oh no, no they didn't. You know they had the homegrown good players at the time, like you know uh, Gio Urshela, uh, and you know they're gonna trade for you know real. And then uh, when they had Gio Urshela, they're like, yo, this isn't good enough. We're gonna trade for a real name brand guy and Josh Donaldson. Like Yankee fans should never let Cashman uh, forget, and they should never forgive him for letting the the Minnesota fucking Twins salary dump you. They used you as a salary dump. That was amazing. And then they went out inside Carlos Correa, the dude all your fans were screaming for. <laughs> like you are literally by definition cucks. So, yeah, just had to get my weekly helping of Yankee slander in there. Uh, uh, in my opinion, I think the Red Sox should play a bit better. Uh, yeah, how, how are you feeling about this series coming up against the Mets, the Metropolitans? All right, give me a second here. Let me take a pee. It's like all three games, TBD. <laughs> so, it's Paxton versus Sanga. So, I, I don't know if you know this, but I look at fan graphs for the projected starters for the games. And obviously with the fact that they've been doing a lot of the, um, uh, what is it? The openers, uh, the, uh, it changes. So, but as of right now, it says that it's Paxson, Crawford, Pavetta, which I'm assuming Bernardino is probably going to come in for the Pavetta start. He's going to be the opener. And it's Sanga, Scherzer, and uh, Carrasco. Carrasco. Which that should seem threatening, but it's the Mets. So yeah, they, 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 they do like to Met. But that does concern me because the Red Sox have trolled this year. Like they, they like playing down to their competition. <laughs> I wish uh, they could also stats against Sanga. Oh, yeah, like from the Japanese league. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I wonder who those are. Someone's going to write an article about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like that'll probably be 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 like a big factor there, because uh, the the fork ball or the ghost ball, as he calls yeah, the it, the ghost fork ball. Yeah. Um. How is Scherzer doing? He's had an off year, right? I believe he hasn't lived up to who he is, Max Scherzer. <laughs> this forty million dollar contract. $43 million contract. 3.99 ERA. So he's been serviceable, but he hasn't been Max Scherzer. Is that worth $43 million? Like, in, like, listen, he's Max Scherzer's Max Scherzer. Like, and no matter how old he is, the dude's a maniac. He could 
just figure it out one of these weeks and like go on a, on a tear. But like tentatively and like with great restraint, I say the Sox take two of three in this series. I'm going, you know what? I'm going for a sweep. Let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why I'm going for a sweep. I have a feeling that there's something that we're going to, uh, we're going to figure out about Sango. Scherzer's going to throw a shitter. And Carrasco is just, he's not going to be the cookie that everybody thought, uh, remembered when he was with what used to be the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. And Lindor, Lindor is going to suck asshole too. Yeah. Yeah, Lindor's not been good for them. <laughs> he had one good year, which is last year, and then he immediately turned back into a pumpkin. I am and always will be afraid of uh, Alonzo, though. Uh, yeah, he's a bona fide elite first baseman. Like, he's one of like the three best in the league. Let me see how he's doing this Did year. Did you? Oh, he's I having a rough it... year, too. Fuck. Who, I think it was Sammy said this. I got to look at it. Heather. I got to find his thing. No way. Dude, fucking. In, in that Rays Orioles game you mentioned earlier, the fucking. Uh... <laughs> One. No, well, it's going on right now. Gunnar Henderson the Rays hit, lost. Uh, Gunnar Henderson hit a single in the, or what looks like it was going to be a single to left field. Randy Arozarena like went to throw it back into the infield. He like popped like, up, and Henderson had a triple off of it. Oh, it's three three right now in the bottom of the ninth. <laughs> you need to see this clip. It's so fucking bad. This is one of the worst clips I've seen all year. Holy shit. <laughs> I've said it to your. I just said it to the Pesky Report Twitter. Holy shit, man, it's bad. <laughs> you, the, you could tell the razor in a funk with shit like that happening. Holy shit! Man. What the fuck was that? I Holy know. Wow. Insane. Oh my god. The razor in the mud buried. Magic. Wow. Like from Jesus Randy, you're supposed to be one of their fucking leaders. He bet he should he better have gotten benched for that. Like holy shit. Oh Look yeah, man. This. Go socks. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. I don't say we got anything else to add, or we have we said our yeah. piece. Sammy. Ah, here it is. I found it. Found it. He posted this yesterday. Eduardo Rodriguez to the Red Sox would make me shed a tear. Oh my he's had an amazing year. He's figured it out. I, I wouldn't mind having Erod back. Thing is, he's kind of exactly what the Red Sox need, which is a, a solid middle of the rotation guy. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, Isn't this the end of his contract? Him, man. It isn't. It might be. How long was his contract? I think. Uh... Well, it was four years, though, right? It had two years left on it. Was it? Oh, it was five years. Okay, so he still got three years left after this. Yeah. Like, yeah, good for him. I'm happy he's living up to his potential. I mean, he is an opt-out. Oh, okay, there you go. That's why. That's why he's a trade tar target. Because <laughs> he, he could just opt out and like try to get better money, which is fair enough. I mean, he's expected to make 18 next year, 16 the year after, and 15 the year after that. That's not unreasonable at all. Uh-uh. Absolutely, man. We got anything else we want to add? Uh, no. I mean, go Sox kid. Go Sox kid. Yeah, thanks y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Like, make sure to check us out on Twitter at Pesky Report. Uh, send us some questions. You know, DM us like inquiries, man. Uh, like we're happy to like 
talk about anything like that someone DMs us about on the show. Uh, we're, we're, we just are always happy to hear from the fans, man. Like, uh, we, we love your engagement. So, like, don't be afraid to hit us up on Twitter. Like, hit me up at Hogdale, uh, at, at Brad. Yours is just like, what, at Brad Chandler? No, it's actually BRS Baseball 83, which is a, a weird tag. Because what do you think BRS Baseball 83 stands for? Brad's really shitting. What? You're, <laughs> you're close. Oh, huge. I mean, when I when I did the tag, I thought it was Boston Red Sox. Oh, there you go. But it's actually not. But it would. It's like I looked at it again, and I was like, and I added the eighty three, and I was like, it's not Boston Red Sox. Oh my god, that's good. See ya, man. Anyone on there? Don't be afraid to hit us up on Twitter. Y'all have yourselves a fantastic night, and thank you so much for listening. Peace.